ladies and gentlemen. Saturday morning sports filler. Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and Armchair Expert, Brendan Anakin. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Welcome back. Hello, podcasters. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, mate. <laughs> I'm not saying hello to you, I'm saying uh, hello to the podcasters. Hello, everyone. Hello, Candace. Oh, hi. You don't have to pretend like we're just meeting. I know. Because we've spent like... Really? You've been yeah. really awkward. It's the magic of radio. It is, but this is a podcast. Oh. This is an audio medium. For the podcast listeners, I've just been given this unbelievable beanie. But do you know what? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking... It's an unbelievable beanie, oh, Well, it's it's a triple M beanie, but it's in red and green. Yeah, so you needed to describe the, the, yes. the beanie. As with a, a, again, with, it is a non-visual with, medium. With, <laughs> I find it believable. With a pom-pom on top. But wow. as I'm sitting here, I'm starting to think... <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dopey from the Seven Dwarfs. No, I actually. Funny you should say that. <laughs> I was going to comment on that because I can't wear a beanie how you're wearing it because it's a bit slouchy and that looks cool. Okay. I can't wear a slouchy beanie because I'm bald. Okay. Because you need a bit of hair to wear a slouchy uh, yes, a beanie, so I've yeah. got to wear it real tight, compact to my head. So you struggle. I so look the like beanie's a not your friend. It's not. It's not. But I'm trying to rock it. Doing my best. So we're talking about you know beanie wearers and the people no, who love them. No, I'm just describing what I'm wearing. All right. Would we like to talk about you and how you pronounce things oh. like a wanker? Is that how you want to? Is that what you want to? Is that where you want to go? Where you want to go? So we were talking. We were talking earlier about how expensive things are in in Europe, and oh, here we go. Which Rich, is very relatable, by the way. Richard, we'll save, we'll save your ears, podcasters. What you bought with your coffee and uh, and how much it was? Uh, two coffees. Say and it. a certain piece of pastry. Say it the way you say it. Say, it. say it the way you say it. Croissant. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? That's what it is. You're Australian. It's a croissant. No, it's not a croissant. It's a croissant. It's not a croissant either. It's a croissant. It's a croissant. Croissant. And then we mentioned before, because you were having trouble cutting the bread uh, over in the... Uh, yes, uh, over in Paris. Yeah, the French buffet, again, which was very relatable. You hear that on the show. Um, and then you mentioned they, they should have like a guillotine there. And, and yes. Richard went, no, 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 not a guillotine, eh? Guillotine. <laughs> no, and then, okay, and then this is the best one. So we're talking <laughs> about bread. Can you please tell me, how would you, if you were in France or Paris or Europe, what would you, you know those long French sticks, bread sticks? They don't have French sticks in France. The bread, bread sticks. They're you know. in a baguette. A oh. baguette. Yeah, he puts you a bit sound, of pepper on it. Yeah, you yeah. sound like Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther. It <laughs> does. No judge. Keto, <laughs> <laughs> where are you, my, my little Asian friend? <laughs> what do you say? Why do you put this pathetic, well, if you're embarrassing have a crack accent? At speaking their language, you've got to try and speak it the way they do. Okay, you probably sound like a goose, but they appreciate the effort. No, I was in Paris, and no one called it a croissant. I think they appreciate. You, the language, you're learning the language, but you don't have to put the pepper of, the, said? of the accent on there. Who said? Well, I'm saying that. Because well, I agree with you. you. They ag- <laughs> who are you? How many times when, have you been to France? Exactly. Once when I was 12. Cop that. And clearly Cop that you, between the eyes. You, you never had Rude a pricks. They were rude pricks. I was 12. I was stuck so long at a hotel because I'm a quite a polite young man. You know that about oh. me. And I... Shut up. <laughs> I, and I was there for ages at a hotel See, opening the door for people. They thought I was a doorman. Yeah. A 12-year-old child, child labour doorman just yeah. standing there. Were you like my a man child? Yeah, my mum had... Yeah, I was. My mum, <laughs> to be fair, my mum had to grab me and said, come with us. If you're in Italy, you can't say, you know, if you're thanking them for something, saying, prego... 
you got to say prego. You got to roll that up. And they know what you mean. You got to say it the no, way they say it. I'm actually embarrassed for you. Oh, I'm really God. embarrassed for you. You you must have just been gallivanting around Europe with these pathetic accents, just being <laughs> laughed at behind your back. Maybe. You know what? I had a crack. But I do agree with you about Italy because I would put a bit of pepper on on the Italy, on the Italian language. Like what? What do you do? Well, sometimes like when my wife makes a a great meal, Mm. which is very rare. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. She's not listening to this podcast. She she obviously doesn't. (laughs) And it's it's good. I go, molto bene. Molto bene. Molto bene. That's creepy. Molto bene. All right? They just look at you blankly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Molto bene. The French one, though. I'm embarrassed just... for you if you're oh, saying Malta my Benny. cheeks. I'm just, right? I'm dead red. We've had fun. We've had a fun day today, haven't we? Oh, my experience. Yeah. Again. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, Robbie Slater joined us uh, to preview and review the Matildas thus far in the World Cup. They do need to lift. That was not their best. Uh, they still got the job done against Ireland. Um, Cal Ferguson came in. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. Really good, honest chat about yeah. where the Aussies are at during this Ashes. Hopefully the rain comes and that can save us a little bit, hopefully get us a draw. See, i got an opinion here and no one cares Go about on. my opinion on cricket because I've got do. no credibility in the, in the area. Sure. But I, I'm a cricket fan, right? That's my only qualification. I just think we've set some terrible fields. We have we've put people where they shouldn't have been. We had no one where they should have been. Uh, I think the bowlers have at times completely lost their way as to how to keep pressure on. When the when 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 the when the Poms are batting like a like a twenty twenty side, start bowling twenty twenty to them. Give them no opportunity to score the way you do in a twenty twenty match. Don't just keep bowling short pitch deliveries on the body or outside the leg stump where they're hooking it over the fence. You know why? It just goes on and on. Do you and Pat want me to? Um, us do you want me to get Andrew McDonald on the phone and just? Do you want to have a chat to him? Maybe you could set the field. I, I did. I had the disclaimer was I'm just a fan. That's all I am. No, Is it no, the coaching you're... or the captaincy you've got an issue with? Well, I don't know who makes those decisions. Who's setting the fields yet? So setting the fields out in the field, you would imagine, is the captain, but maybe. But you'd he's also on think that they would have. I don't know. Sure. A bowlers meeting before the game and they would be talking about field placement, so maybe it isn't all Pat Cummins. That sounds boring, doesn't it? A bowlers meeting. About field placement. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, snore off on that oh one. Oh, my God, snooze fest. <laughs> yeah. like listening to you every Saturday day. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> you, think, you think that got me? He doesn't feel anything anymore. He's numb. He's numb to this. We Uh, love you, Rich. We do. We love you. I love having you both back. I really missed you guys while you were away. Thank you. We missed you too. One more than the other. You can decide which. (laughs) While I was eating my croissant. Croissant. You're a good team. While you had your cloton. (laughs) Enjoy the show. What the hell was that? Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Well, would you look at this? It's been five long weeks. The full gang back together again. What yeah. a thrill. Candace Warner, welcome back. Thanks Hello, for having Candy. me back. How was the trip? It was good. It was good. But you know what? As, as good as the world is, nothing beats coming home. London, oh. how expensive? Ridiculously expensive. I couldn't get over just Give us an idea, the okay. poundage to dollar right, ratio. So every day at the cricket, my girls were like, Mom, we want an ice cream. 
So I got three daughters, and for one ice cream, just a soft serve with not even a waffle cone. One each, or just one for sharing? Well, it got to, (laughs) and in the end, it was one for sharing. Yeah, it was six fifty pound. And of course, you were knocking back the quadruple pims as well. So I mean, the pims they were expensive. Don't get me started on the pims. They were about twelve pound a pims. What? Yeah, six pounds fifty each for the three girls is nineteen pound fifty for three ice creams. Yes, double it. Yes, and that's what it is in Aussie dollars. It's almost forty dollars for three. Soft and then twelve dollars, uh, twelve pounds for the pims. Is that a single pims? What do we? That was for a single pims. A single pims. But you know what? I'll tell you. At, at Lords, I, I, I drink do. pims. Do you know what they could, they offer you? you. A single, a double, or a triple. Pims. What's, what's a, <laughs> hang on. What's a triple? You do have pims? to finish the sentence. A, a triple shot of in your pims. You help. How much is that? I don't know, but I tell you, uh, one you got me one? a little bit dizzy. <laughs> You obviously no didn't pay for it. No, I actually, actually, no, I didn't. It was um, Dale Thomas was there, uh, the the former Collingwood player, yes, who, and, yep. and Carlton, and and he was there, and um, he's like, oh, come out the back and have a drink. So I went and had a drink with him. This was when not much was going on at the cricket, um, <laughs> so he he politely bought me a drink. That's nice. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah, it was nice. Nice fellow, Dale. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Until he bought that one Pims and then thought that'll never happen again. <laughs> He's like, God, isn't she a punish? Yeah. Well, it's lovely to have you back. You as well, Richard. I, oh, it's been two weeks for Richard, so I'm, you know. I heard, I heard that uh, Richard absolutely butchered my quiz while Look, I was last, last Who have you week? been talking to? Everyone. Yeah, been no talking one. Everyone been that talking listens to it? Yeah, he butchered it last week. I must say the first week he did it, though. Uh, there was no butcher. See, no, it's, you bottled it's it. not that oh. easy to run it a successful What about quiz? the one before? Yeah, he got too confident because the, the first one I would say was nearly perfect. Like but, Eddie Maguire levels yeah, perfect. Yeah, but it wasn't. Nearly The even. second time, yeah. Yeah, he got too cocky. Listen, got off. Move on. Yeah. No one cares about this. Well, Candice's quiz is back after 11 and Candice will be hosting it. Uh, you can get in early if you like, 13353. Um, look, there's heaps of stuff on, which is unreal, because usually it's a lot of NRL stuff. Uh, barely any NRL in the show today. We've got the uh, Women's World Cup. I'm getting right around it. That is uh, Robbie Slater. He's joining us after 11 to preview uh, the rest of the tournament, review the match against Ireland. Um, and uh, you're not happy with the Matilda's pay. When is he dispute, ever happy? Richard. Well, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not unhappy with what they're getting paid. I don't care what they're getting paid. What I do care about is they whinged about how much they were getting from FIFA. Mm. Right? And said, "Oh, the moon get four times." Really? It was a really it was it was done on Instagram or, or Twitter or something. Dry. Keep your powder dry. And it it, I thought it was inappropriate at the time and poorly advised. We're going to get to that uh, as well as the Com Games Can debacle. I just say, yes, I'm sitting here. Richard's got this this grandpa hat on, and you What's know those you hat? know those two old guys from the Muppets. He he is both Stadler and Waldorf. Yes, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, you're one of the old blokes from the Muppets today. You Having are fun? a Muppet. Having fun, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Play the music. I, I already started it six seconds ago. He's, he's gone deaf now too. Yeah. Richard, poor fella. Uh, we are praying for rain in the fourth Ashes test. Uh, Cal Ferguson joining us right after this to uh, have a look at proceedings thus far. ACDC first. He also yeah, looks stop a talking bit over like the intro. As well. I like the intro. Crank it up. Double, double so if you're Richard. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear it. 
Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. So much sport around at the moment. Uh, Richard's best of the day coming up before 11 o'clock, racing at Rose Hill today. Can't wait for that right now. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. We'll tackle some NRL issues after 11. Uh, right now, though, the Matildas, they've used uh, Australia's status as co-host of the Women's World Cup to call out the discrepancy in male and female tournament prize money, uh, raise awareness about pay conditions of other nations who are competing here. Uh, it's a bit on the nose for you, Richard Well, Freeman. it wasn't so much what, you know, the, the, the whole thing that was out on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you know, whatever platform they issued it on, it was quite long and they had, they made a lot of, a big point about how they were hard done by for money, mm. right, compared to the men. I think you got a little grab there of what was actually said. It was only this is only a snippet of it. Yes, this is the PFA video. Collective bargaining has allowed us to ensure we now get the same conditions as the Socceroos, with one exception. FIFA will still only offer women one quarter as much prize money as men for the same achievement. And that's the bit that got under my, Why? my skin. Because Why? it's not the same achievement. The same achievement would be generating as much revenue as those men generate out of the World Cup that they built for themselves. Uh, they built that World Cup from nothing to what it is now as as the men's game. Okay, there was only a men's game. That's fine, but they did it. So they're entitled to a, a share of the prize money, which they get. I think it was $440 million for the It was, for and the it's men. only 110 and It's 110 for the women. Well, you know, I'm all for the women getting exactly the same share of prize money, exact, exactly the same share of revenue as the men get in prize money, exactly the same. And that will be about a quarter, which is what they're getting. So, you know, that bit there just, I just thought, you know, really, get real. Well, I take my hat off to um, the ICC, which is the International Cricket Council, because in the last week they've announced that um, any female ICC event will be match will be equal to what yes. the men make. So yep. you've got to take your pa- hat off. Parity will ha- be reached. Yes. Ha- however... The prize money in cricket only represents a fraction of what the players earn. They're, they're, most of their money comes out of contract and sponsorship. Yes. Where the men... So how much is FIFA Hang on, worth? where the men will, will be receiving a lot more than the women because they generate more revenue. This is yep. the thing. Surprisingly, I disagree with you, Richard. Uh, FIFA are one of the most venal organisations on, on the planet, right? So they've got the money. They've got the money. Fill the coffers. Mm. Because it will be a self-sustainable model down the track. It will be. Make the investment is what so I'm saying. So do we know I'm how fine. much the I'm Women's fine. World Cup, how much re- revenue it brings in? Do we know that? No, it's all opaque, right? You just know that the sponsorship deals for men's soccer do we and, know? and eyeballs and TV ratings and ticket prices and all that sort of thing okay. are probably a lot greater for men. So speaking of, it is. I know the numbers. It's $5 billion, I think, the, the, men's, uh, the men's game. This... Uh, World Cup for the women is projected to reach two billion. Okay, then that should so be getting, which half? is growing exponentially. This is what I'm saying. They're getting a quarter at the moment. They should be getting half. Okay, so if, it's not right. If that's the truth, right? they are the numbers. That from where? From uh, the Google? AFR. Okay, Australian Financial Review. I did some reading this week. Yes, I'm, right. Wow. Pat myself then on I'm the back. all in favour of get them getting their share of that revenue. All right, and if it's more, if, if they should be getting more, they can get more. They should but to be. say they'd be getting as much as the men, or to intimate. Well, parity will be reached, they reckon, by twenty twenty seven. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. That's not ironclad, but that is what they're. No, no, that's not ironclad reporting, because yes. I don't think it'll happen. Okay, but if that happens, fine, no problem. But right now, 
It's naive. Make the inv- no, I say make the investment. It's not put down as an investment. If it's if if the FIFA said you're only getting this much prize money, but we're going to make an investment in you, that's a different angle. But and they with nothing. Then to the quality about. won't be there, Richard. Because women aren't going to be playing for nothing. The quality is improved. And this is the thing as well. Hang on, they will play because they are playing, right? And they will play. Don't think that you're giving them more money. If you don't give them the same as the men, they won't play. That's that's rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree with that. I don't think they'll play for longer. We'll see. That's all. I've had a beef about it and got it it's off okay. my chest. I that was feel a good like chat. you're just anti-women's sport. I'm not oh, he's anti-women's not. I don't, sport. I don't believe he is. No, I'm not. I'm all for women's sport. Good. But I, but I don't like the constant barrage of we should be getting the same as the men when they're producing a fraction of the revenue. I okay? understand your point. Build your own revenue, get as much as you can. And I understand that point. I just, I just don't agree with it in this instance. And that's fine. Hey, the Com Games... 2026. Oh, what about that? What well, the, the, the whole games are in doubt. Yeah. Victoria, they've cancelled. Someone's lying. And also... You reckon? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you other, reckon? But first of all, it's, it's not going to cost $7 billion. Well, not according to the Com Games people. No. They say more down around the $2 billion mark. Well, right? I think for the uh, 2018 Gold Coast... Commonwealth Games, that cost around 1.8. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so for this to be blown out to seven is just well, There was a statement ridiculous. when they um, when they got the Games in 2022. Uh, you can find it somewhere. Uh, Dan Andrews is like, don't worry, speaking of investments, don't worry about the cost. We don't care. It is an investment. We are happy to hold How the Games. This, this gherkin head? Gherkin head still, is incredible. Still. Not heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> ah, what is it? The, the Premier of, of Victoria. Mm. Gherkin head. Oh, yeah. Gherkinhead. How? Never heard it. Um, now, like, well, have you not heard Gherkinhead before? Never. A, That's incredible. In Victoria, there's one a, of the great insults. <laughs> there's a cult of personality behind Dan Andrews. But Dan Andrews aside, I don't reckon it could ever have worked. They were going to do it in regional centres. They've got no accommodation for athletes. They've got no accommodation for uh, volunteers in those places. That would have cost massive amounts of money to build all of that. They were talking about putting the athletes in a in a cruise ship off the Geelong coast. This is just a huge embarrassment. But this, here's it's, the thing. It's very it could embarrassing. never have worked. It was impossible logistically to make this work. That's why I reckon they cancelled it you and think made up the money. Do you think the Games story. itself has sort of had its time, though? Like, do you think it's strange that, like, imperialised nations still congregate to compete Look, at sport? I think like slightly, I, but I think at the same time it, it holds a huge place in the sporting calendar, especially for Because we do well. Swimming. <laughs> no, not about win. that, but for these... What about the sports that only have Commonwealth Games? Netball, That's right. squash, bowls, all Look, those games. And, all the big ones. And, and But the thing <laughs> is, to them. swimming, athletics and, and all these other, like you're saying, all these other sports, they don't have a grand final each year. They have an Olympic Games... Every four years, world they have a World Champs and yeah. then the Commonwealth Games. And I just think there's still a huge place for it in the sporting calendar and this is an embarrassment. Uh, well, Dan Andrews, happy to cancel things last minute. What about you? One triple three five three. what have you cancelled? And I want big ticket items because the Com Games is a big ticket item. I'm talking weddings, parties, Christmas. If you cancel Christmas for your kids, oh. I want you to call one triple three five three. I want to hear about it. I threaten it. You, this Every is the thing, but who goes through <laughs> it with it? That's what I want to hear on one triple three five three. What about you? Ah, I've cancelled family members. Cancelled family members. This is what I want. <laughs> family men, bloodlines, <laughs> cut off from the from the Friedman family. I love it. Judge just mine. When talking-
talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Some signing news in the NRL, a former Panther heading back to the club. Uh, the Dragons have put the blowtorch through their roster as well. We'll get to well, that. Well, they need to. Mm, it would seem so after 11 uh, on one triple three five three, asking you, what have you cancelled after, uh, well, Dan Andrews said, well, the Com Games aren't happening here in Victoria. No way. New South Wales not adopting it either? WA. No, uh, no um, Basil Zemplis, who is the Lord Mayor of Perth, he was really pushing, but... Couldn't get any support? Oh, probably no. not. And that, look, they still might have it in Queensland on the Gold Coast. Now, they hosted it in 2018 and it was quite a successful Games. And they say, we do have accommodation, we do have all this stuff, we can do it. I know Anastasia Palaszczuk ruled it out only a few days ago, but her minister has since come out and said, eh, we still might would, be in the running. the Olympics, though, Would they not be well? putting all their money towards the Olympics, though? Yeah, but that's that's Brisbane, isn't it? Brisbane and Gold Coast. I mean, yeah. the, the Gold Coast, they're going to use some of those venues, I guess, for the Olympics as well. So right. if they've got the infrastructure and they've got the accommodation and they've got the logistics nailed down, they're probably a live option. Glasgow, they put their hand up, I think, and said we could be interested. Well, Scotland, interestingly, yeah. Birmingham saved the last um, Com Games as well. Yeah. Um, so... Doesn't look good for the old Commonwealth no, Games. That's the thing. They weren't the first port of call either, no. Victoria, because no. they adopted the game. Yes. No, no, no. What a mess. Anyway, we're asking you on 13353, what have you cancelled uh, in the wake of uh, all this? James, uh, what did you cancel, mate? All right, so it was uh, a gherkin head that I happened to work <laughs> with. Gherkin head! Uh, uh, yeah, I have definitely heard that. Uh, they, we had this um, conference going on in a, a place in the Northern Territory, quite a small town, and there's people coming from all over the country to get there. And we're talking hundreds of people. And uh, we had seven extra rooms in the hotel. And this particular person rang up and uh, on behalf of, the, instead of saying our section, said, we'd like to cancel our accommodation. The hotel's gone, no worries. <laughs> Cancelled everyone. Uh, this is the, the day before. And people rock up and have nowhere to stay in a small town in uh, the Northern Territory. Oh, and with dear. hundreds of people, there's people sleeping in uh, kitchen floors Jeez. and all that sort of Sounds stuff. Sounds like so. a fire festival. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, awful. Yeah, no, not, good. not good at all. In the NT as well, li- listen, go no further. You are our caller of the day. There's a bit of everything in a Red Rooster mega box. The Rooster's calling you that to try easy. a mega box at Red Rooster today. $100 to spend there. Uh, you'll spend it well, I'm sure, James. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Good stuff. That is bad. What about that fire festival? One of the great misadventures. Do you remember that? No. I do the remember one that. The one that they held in the, in the Bahamas. I think it was Bahamas, wasn't it? Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. And uh, said they're going to have all these great bands. They were you, People spent millions on tickets. They all started turning up. There were tents. There mm. were... It was no. a debacle. No one turned up to play. Well, the band started turning up to play and they left. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, uh, you can see the documentary on Netflix. It's, it's one of the best. Yes, yeah, so I think we're going Calamities. back to, what, 2017 there, so. Yeah, <laughs> I go back away. You know, I like a bit of history. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Steph Curry, uh, you'd have to say the greatest NBA player right now, surely. Oh, he's up there. He's yeah. good. One of the best he's of all me. time. He's annoyed me no end. He's overachieving. Yes. And, I, and I'm not having it. No. Begrudgingly, he's been made our player of the week. I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to what's happened after 11. Yep. Speaking of basketball, the Sydney Kings, they're back. Uh, first home game of the season. Look, it's a little while away. It's as 4pm Sunday, 8th of October versus Adelaide 36ers. Do you reckon they can go back to back to, to back? back? The three-peat, if you will. I reckon they can. Absolutely they can. Kudos. What do you think, Richard? 
It's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible, isn't it, man? <laughs> That's all I got to I say. I like that song. Which one? Anything. It takes two if you want to see Candice uh, Warner <laughs> sing on YouTube. <laughs> it takes two. Uh, we've got a double pass to that first home game. Uh, these are the first tickets available. One triple three five three. to see the Kings when they uh, embark on that three-peat in yes. October. Now, Richard Friedman, big day of racing at Rose Hill. You've got your best of the day. Yes, I, 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 you're going to have to wait a bit for this. Uh, I know that frustrates you. Young millennial Brendan. Here's my thing. I don't I don't invest in the last couple of races of the day. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, you won't be betting then. Unless it's like the get-out stakes okay. that I need to invest <laughs> well, in the last of the day. I like to get my mail from Rose Hill because that's where I am in the morning before the show and I like to hear from the trainers. There's some very good trainers at Rose Hill. Chris Waller, Gerald Ryan, the, the Hawkses. Stop dropping all the names. You like to do what's the easiest. <laughs> Is what I heard. And in then that. he doesn't have to take like any to do accountability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then if it doesn't win, it's not Richard's yeah, yeah, yeah. fault. Race 10 at Rose Hill. Oh, oh, race 10. Oh, yep. I'm oh. not a punter, even me. That sounds like forever I away. know, Candice. Race, yeah, 10. What's race 10. Number four, Kalino. There you go. What's it paying? $4.40 at the moment. There are thereabouts. I've got a horse racing at Rose yes, Hill. You well, do. actually, my husband does. I just pay the bills. Yes, mm. I know the guys that own that horse too, most of it. What's it called, Richard? Uh, What's That's your own horse called? What's my horse listen, called? I just pay what the bills. What a relatable. Right. I just pay the bills. <laughs> okay, your horse is called Semina. Yep. S-E-M-A-N-A. I know it's race eight. Yep. Race eight, yeah. Uh, it's got a run. For, it's, uh, I think it was the first emergency. It was. It got a run with a scratching, so you were out of the field this What's morning. What's it paying? But, uh, at the moment, $3.60 oh. and on the drift. What does that mean? Uh, it's, uh, it's gone the way out. It's not being backed. Well, it's just easy out because of Because maybe people don't know about it. There's yeah. no market confidence well, is what that means. put some money on it. Okay. You Gamble responsibly. <laughs> 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 so Colino so in race 10. Um, I, I heard this morning, uh, if for the, all those that love the, ra- uh, the first couple of races of the day, which I do, a Diamond Diesel. Just the first one. couple of races of the day or just I the first it. couple oh. after every hour? <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Diesel race winter one? because they start at like 11.30 in the morning, you know. So that is true. That, it's about the length of your concentration span. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what you were going to say there. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Really long. <laughs> Have you seen my concentration span? The port of call for the big names from every code. Big names. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. The Matildas already uh, with three points in the Women's World Cup. He'll preview the rest of their group stage uh, very shortly. Candace's quiz still on the way. Oh, cannot wait for that. It's nice to have you back doing it. Yeah, I, you know what? I really appreciate that because all I get from Richard, who is sitting on my right is negativity. I get these vibes. He looks at me with daggers. He's just like, <laughs> like do not now. come back and bring this quiz back. <laughs> I was hoping, but they seemed determined to do it. And back it comes. You were yeah. you were very good at it the first week where where Ken uh, I tried that week. You did. I was very good the second yeah. week too. Uh, oh, you just put ask in him. No effort the second week. <laughs> <laughs> no effort. Uh, hey, let's do this. Four and twenty. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. The Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. Now I argued against this. I didn't want this, but you you choose the Player of the Week, Candace Warner, and who have you? And it chosen? was tough this week because there were so many candidates. But this week goes to Steph Curry. Now we're so used to talking about Steph Curry on the basketball court, where he does the most incredible stuff, and we all know. 
Um, one of the greats of the one game. One of the greats in playing for yep. Golden State Warriors. But he made a hole-in-one um, during the week at the American Century Championships Celebrity Tournament. The golf tournament. Yeah, before going on to winning it. And um, it was a 152-yard par 3, seventh hole. And, I mean... It's sickening, isn't it's it? It's sickening because... What a prick. <laughs> what a prick, what, honestly. What can't he do? <laughs> yeah. What can't he Stay do? Stay in your lane. I've got, more, I've got more for this. Do you know what his handicap is? Well, it'd be, like, close to scratch, surely. Plus 1.3. He's a plus handicapper. What a prick. Yeah. That's, a, that's pro level. And do you know what? It's There's... Other sports people that are quite good at golf as well. Do you know that Michael Phelps, so yeah. most decorated Olympian of all time, 20, he holds the record for the longest putt. Where? In America somewhere, 159 feet. I must it? have putted it from halfway down the fairway. Yeah. That's a monster putt. Yep. He got the old Texas wedge out. <laughs> yeah. Now, monster w- putt. while we're talking about golf, uh, the British Open is on at the moment, and I want to do a big shout-out to Australian and Kaiema local, uh, Travis Smythe, who nailed the shot of the tournament. He hit a hole-in-one um, at Royal Liverpool, the most controversial new hole. It's a par three on the 17th. So congratulations to Trav. Yeah, yeah but that's his game. Trav, but you're not Steph. Yeah, that's his game. <laughs> yeah. I do love Kiama though. Do you yeah, beautiful. I spent, oh, well, I spent hole. a part of my... Uh, <laughs> Famous for the blowhole on the ice creamery, of course. Kiyama. I spent part of my youth growing up there. Oh, so okay. I have a very soft spot for Kiama. Oh, well, yeah, anyway, let's not take away from what Trav has done just because it's what nah, he does. No, but that's his sport. Oh. That's his sport. Nah. It's not Steph's sport. Steph's doing this in his spare time. Hey, did you? Say, hey, speaking of Steph Curry, did you see the video right. doing the rounds where he's bouncing the ball, he's dribbling in practice, and then he loses the dribble, but he's like, well, that wasn't my skills, that was the court. And then he starts bouncing the ball on different parts of the court, and where he lost the ball, there was a dead spot. Oh, so no. he didn't lose it. No. He's like, no, it's not me, it's the court, and it was the court. <laughs> I think you're spending a, too much time Googling yeah. Steph Curry. What a prick. Exactly. Yeah. I love him, but I hate him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds like you're stalking him. So, uh, he, do you reckon he's good at everything? Oh, he's proper good Let's at everything. Let's get his wife on the line. Why? Why? Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. S- silly me. Yeah, I know. See if he's good around the kitchen, yeah. around the yeah. house. That's it. Yeah. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. And the Matildas, they kicked off their World Cup campaign in the right fashion with a 1-0 win over Republic of Ireland Thursday. Uh, to review that, preview the rest of the tournament, joined by former Socceroo uh, Robbie Slater. Mate, it was a timid start for the Matildas in the group stage. Expected a win, though, and they got it. Now, look, the Matildas, look, I think the best way to sum it up is it was a great event. What a great spectacle and a great night for women's football and football in general, you know, also tins with that little bit of sadness for, for Sam Kerr, of course, three years in the build-up. She's the face of the World Cup and now big star, and obviously that calf injury, which is, you know, at, at best saying uh, that it's troubling because we know soft tissue injuries can be, uh, you know... And they can take very, time, very, too. Okay, they can take time. So, mm. look, they've said two games, but I don't know. I fear that it could be... I hope not. I hope for her and, and for all the people and the kids and young girls and young boys that want to see her. So anyway, that's another story. As as for the performance, um, no, they need to get better. There's no doubt. Yeah, uh, there was some good performances, but I, I think the best way to sum it up was was defensively. So which says that we we kind of struggled. I think Ireland were a little bit unlucky. They controlled the last half an hour and had the best chances. And they gave us a goal. I mean, there was no need yeah. for that Irish defender to, to push uh, Hayley Razzo in the back. 
she did, gifted us gold. We took it, and you know, sometimes in big tournaments like that, you know, you get you don't always get the performance, but they certainly did get the result, and it was a you know great atmosphere. And you know, I think they will get better. They have to get better if they're going to progress deep into this tournament. I think Katrina Gorry was fantastic in the middle of middle of the park. Her partnership with Cooney Cross will be crucial. And I think the big positive that comes out of it, guys, is that um, they haven't conceded the goal in three games now. They beat England, they've beaten France, and now they've beaten Ireland without conceding a goal. So defensively, they're very, very well set up. Alana Kennedy, after struggling for a full year with injury, was outstanding again. All right, Robbie, I'm going to ask you a hard question. Only one no, host no. nation has ever won the Women's World Cup. Can right. we win it? Well, look, unfortunately for the Matildas, I've jumped right on the bandwagon and, and tipped the Matildas to play the USA oh, no. in the final. Now that, And I had Sam Kerr as the golden boot. Okay. So it's the double kiss of death. So they can win it. You're saying the Matildas can win it. They'll have to get by Nigeria. That is going to be a tough match. Mm -hmm. They're a very physical Nigeria. And then they've got to take on Canada. You know, which way are those matches going to go? Well, look, I think for, for, for the Matilda, it was a great result that the Nigerian Canada drew yesterday. Yeah. You know, it puts us top of the group with three points. I see us topping this group. I think we'll beat Nigeria. I think we'll get past Canada. I don't think we'll see Sam, Car Sam Kerr sorry, at all in the group stage. I think it would be silly to risk her, especially if we win our next game. We're basically through top of group, so you, you really wouldn't need to play at the last game. But I see us topping the group. I think... If that's the case, we're on track to play Denmark. We've, in quite recent times, beaten Denmark. Mm. We'd set up a potential quarterfinal if it goes the way we think it will go. It doesn't always go that way. But we play France again in the quarters. So, look, that's some way off. I think they'll get better after what was, you know, a very, very difficult game. You just mentioned that Nigeria, physical they are. They had a red card in their game against Canada. But, you know, we should be ready for physical because that game against Ireland was very physical. And, you know, I think that's what sort of upset us. I don't think Mary Fowler had, you know, couldn't really have any um, presence in the game because she always had two defenders around us. So, you know, up front we struggled. Obviously, Sam Kerr wasn't there. We're going to have to probably deal with that again against Nigeria and Canada. Um, but I think the girls, there's a lot of belief. Uh, the home crowd is a big thing. But, Candice, you are right to point out that only once has a host nation won in the Women's World Cup. France, four years ago, failed. They were fancied to win it, and they dropped out in the quarterfinals. I just got a feeling about this Matilda side. That, mm. you know, I don't think they're the best side in the world, but I think their character, uh, you can see how what a bond they have to each other, uh, with each other. I just think there's something special. Uh, but no. maybe to win it, I think they need Sam Kerr to get out of that you know, injury. And hopefully she does. Uh, they're breaking records everywhere. Over 75,000 in attendance. It was the largest uh, attendance for a women's soccer match. Close to 2 million viewers. The 2 other million night viewers as well. as well. Absolutely incredible uh, seeing the women's game thriving in this country. And we thank you for your time, Robbie Slater. We'll catch you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, if it's happening in sports, it'll get a run here. The greatest happening in sport. Triple M's Dead Said Legends. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. What do you got for us, Candace Warner? 
All right, well, it all started round NRL round 21. It kicked off on Thursday when the Dragons were too good for West Tigers, 18 to 14. Battle of the Spoon. Uh, they avoided it. it you, are, you are only a fan of one of those teams if you were watching that game. There was The Matildas were, were on. You had... Oh, there's some other big oh, sporting event going on. The Ashes was on. Ashes was on. Yep, the, the, the golf was on. M- madness. And just as we said that... Uh, Tony Squires, who is the biggest St George fan ever. Yeah, exactly. He would have been watching the game. He was cheering. Up and about that his team's coming 16th. Good on you, Tony. <laughs> um, Shane Flanagan started putting the uh, the blowtorch through the squad. Moses M. Zane Musgrove, Jaden Hunt and Jaden Sullivan uh, being told their service is not required next season. Wow. Uh, surplus of Jadens. Yes. There were too three, many Jadens. Three Jadens, all all spelt differently. Is there? Just thought... incredible. Wow. Is, is that three the parents wa- just trying to be a bit fancy? Or? Yeah, guess, I guess. I didn't know there were three ways to spell J. Yeah, have a guess. J-A-Y-N. Yes. J-A-Y. Yeah. And then J-A-I. J-A-I-Y-D-E-N. Oh, why do the Y-N I don't know. It's absolutely the Anyway, only one Jaden left Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Surplus of Too many Jadens. And then last night, terrific game, the Warriors beat the Raiders by one point. Yeah, the Warriors were probably better... Most of the night, I thought, and the the Raiders got back in it in the last second. They scored a try. Madness! There was two minutes left. Yeah. I went to do a poo. I was oh, like, oh. sorry, no, I'm sorry. Okay. No, hang on. Picture I, can't I, thought, I thought it was over. I've got, and then when I came back, the game was still going. I was like, well, this isn't yeah. this isn't right. This is Golden, madness. Went to Golden Point, and obviously um, the uh, the Warriors slotted the Golden Point. But I think there's something inherently unfair about the way they start the Golden Point. Because the team that kicks off, obviously they win a toss and they choose and they'll kick off. They they slam it right down on the other team's goal line. And what do you do? Like, you're not going to get far enough up in one set if they defend decently yeah. to get a shot. And yet they will get a shot the first time they get the ball. Golden try. Uh, oh, that could go forever. Yeah. Well, that could go. Well, it would stop after 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, anyway, the other game last night, the Broncos, well, aren't they in some... Scintillating form. Well said. Uh, smash the Rabbitohs, actually, 36 to 20. Is Latrell a lot more injured than they're letting on? You'd What's have going to think on? So. Look, I don't know the ins and outs, uh, but you'd have to think so because this injury has been hanging around for a little bit longer than anyone has expected. And I know they've got another buy up their sleeves, but they're going to want to start winning some games because they're, they're just about to drop out of the eight. They're the bunnies. Yeah, they are. Um, so we've got some really good games today. The first game is the Titans over the Roosters. The Roosters would be desperate for a win. Uh, the Knights versus the Storm, and then the last game, the Cowboys and the Eels, which I think is the game of the game of the night. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, you hear all his fine work on the Rusty's Garage podcast. You can get it for free on the Listener app. L-I-S-T-N-R is how you spell that. R-U-S-T-Y is how you spell Rusty, a man you missed, <laughs> Candice Warner. I did. Always. I love chatting to Rusty. He's a good man. Hey, Rusty. Good morning. Good morning. Dan Ricciardo, who I'm a huge supporter of, even though I said he'd never drive in an F1 car again. There's a lot of things that you say, Rust, um, Richard, that just never come to fruition. No. Um, he's been, I understand this, I get this. He's been hosing down expectation, which is probably the right thing to do about his, you know, how he'll go in the Hungarian Grand Prix. So how did he go overnight in practice? 
I think probably this goes in part to what we talked about on last week's show, and that is that this car is very different compared to the Red Bull that he had a drive of recently and, and so on. So there's a bit to learn. He says he's about 95% there, Richard, but that, that final 5% and learning what the car's capable of will take a bit of work. He's ended up 14th in practice session two, so that is actually probably better than what we have seen in recent time uh, from the AlphaTauri cars, but... His teammate, Yuki Sonoda, his new teammate, was fourth quickest. So a bit of rain around and a few things happened uh, during those pra- those two practice sessions. So can't read a massive amount uh, into that. The real test will be qualifying tonight our time. Now, Rusty, is it true or not Red Bull decided only 11 laps into Dan's test that it would axe the young Dutch driver who was in that seat? Candice, you are bang on. So, so Christian Horner, the boss of the Red Bull team, spoke about this in one of the official F1 podcasts in recent days. So Dan has obviously been in the simulator regularly. He's been to every driver's briefing while he's been on the sidelines having this sabbatical and so on. Um, when he got behind the wheel of the car uh, for a, a, a tyre test after the British Grand Prix, they reckon he was doing times that were good enough to put him on the front row of the grid in that car. And by lap 11, uh, one of the tough men in the Red Bull business, Helmut Marco, who makes all the calls on which drivers go where in their family and who's in and who's out and so on, was on the phone to, uh, to sadly drop the news to Nick DeVries that he was out. Wow. Is, is this, is he really, you know, uh, is, is it about Alpha Tori with him or is it about him getting back in to a Red Bull car? Yeah, that. That's, that he's auditioning for that, isn't he? He's made that very clear. He said he's eyeing that up. Now, Now, Sergio Perez has a contract for next year, so that would be 2025 if he can make that happen. Lots of journos are wondering about, like, like Checo had a crash in practice overnight and one of the first people to drive past it freakishly was Dan. So lots of um, journos are sort of wondering about what's happening with Sergio Perez. He's had a bit of a tough run in qualifying but races incredibly well. Um, but he does have a deal, Richard, through to the end of next year. But clearly, Daniel is targeting that, that seat. Now, what about this? A double dose of supercar drivers in the States next month. You've got Shane Van Gisbergen heading back for more NASCAR. Uh, Brody Kostecki along for the ride this time. Yeah, Brendan. So Brody's been leading the Supercars Championship until very recently. His teammate, Will Brown, now top of the, the points there. But he's got a bit of a background in this style of racing, having competed in, in categories that feed into NASCAR, if you will. He's been working on this deal for about four months. Mm. He'll be one of uh, with one of the gun teams, Richard Childress Racing. Van Gisbergen back with the same guys he was with for Chicago. And they'll be racing on the Indianapolis Road Course, so which goes in through the centre of the of the famous, um, you know, iconic racetrack there mm. in the, at Indy. So that's coming up in August. So you... drivers down under a bit of flavour of the month with these people. Yeah, I, I think um, firstly both of these guys enjoy that style of racing. Probably the new generation NASCAR and maybe the new generation supercar are a, maybe a little bit closer in in some respects. Although you are driving on the left hand side and. And there are other other points of difference. But for those style of races, those two guys will be in very, very good um, good shape, I reckon. Little Aussie Quinella, do we lock it in now? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, good odds about that. It could happen. Uh, Greg right. Rust, always a pleasure, my man. We do it for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. We'll catch you next week, Rusty. See you, gang. Thank you. Richard's Bye. list of grievances getting a run next. I Are you handing over your grievance today? Well, seeing I resurrected the quiz, well... Candice uh, was away. Yeah. No, no you didn't. You butchered it. <laughs> no, you I resurrected right. it. No, you didn't. No, I'm going to magnanimously, because yep. that's the kind of guy I you am. You are, yes. I'm going to allow you to do the grievance, uh, this is, But this is a lot of pressure. Do you, do you, do you feel 
you know, privileged? Uh, I'm a bit nervous, <laughs> actually. We'll, we'll get to it. It's, it's madness. You're the only two people that have come back from holidays with a list of grievances that you need to air. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin. Richard's List of Grievances. Well, I, I got a little bit tired of carrying the load of negativity, uh, <laughs> so I thought I might offload it today onto someone who is equally negative, but people don't really know that. They don't realise. No. no. Okay. Off you go, Candy. All right, I'm not equally as negative. I just walked in today and I just said, look, I've got a bit of a grievance. Yeah. I was in uh, Paris recently just oh. having a little holiday with the family, took the kids to Disneyland. Who doesn't do You've that? You've come back but with a grievance. Yeah. What is it? The grievance is, so each morning you'd go down to the buffet at breakfast. Mm. This is in a five-star hotel, no? No. Yes. No, just yes. in a hotel. Right. Five-star. Regardless of what star it was. Five. You go down to breakfast and all you want is some toast. Yep. You want to put your bread in the toaster, happy days, off you go. But they... They, they try to be too fancy for my liking and mm. they give you the whole loaf of sourdough. Yeah, but sourdough. Sourdough, Yeah, okay. right? Some artisanal but, no, bread, well, got we it? we are in Paris, let's okay. not forget. Of course. No, of course. But let's what, get to it. But what really annoys me <laughs> is the fact that they give you a blunt knife and they expect you oh to cut <laughs> your loaf of bread yourself. Oh, slice oh, your own bread. Now, oh, first that enough. sourdough oh. is really crunchy on the outside, this... so it's not easy to break the yep. knife through. Now, we've eaten bread but before. Go on. what annoys me is the inconsistency when you cut it yourself. It's thick up the top and thin down the bottom. Yep. And when you put that in the toaster, it burns. Now, I don't... When I wake up, I want to just put my own bread in the toaster. Yeah. I don't want to have to carve yeah. for a minute with a blunt knife. There are people out there without bread. <laughs> well, well, who? And, and let me say... And let me You're say... You're worried about cutting... But what about the It's also unhygienic. In the, the five-star hotel. But it's unhygienic the- because the lady before me was coughing all over the thing. She was an elderly lady who didn't care about anyone now else. she's gone to the You're coffee supposed to use this napkin over the bread... This. Mate, to be fair, this is you most weeks. I'll be quite honest. I just... Like, the tone is unreal. How hard is it perfectly. to slice the bread before everyone wakes up? It is... Someone isn't doing their job. It is wild that the... Put in jail. ...that the buffet has survived post-COVID, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, just oh, yeah. wild. Yeah. That, that was a good grievance. But I like also, that. just it, slice yes. the bread. You go to Baker's Delight and they say, would you like your bread sliced? Oh, no, you've made your yes, point. Yes, please. <laughs> you've made your point. You've made your point. The bread wasn't unrelatable, sliced. But you know what? That's the segment. Oh, I love having you both. Back. <laughs> Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin.